Hi Ben, how are you? Hi Adam, I'm fine, thank you. What was your first computer? <laughs> My first computer was uh, a Commodore 64, but as uh, you might know, I'm a little bit uh, younger than your other guests probably. Uh, so I learned uh, starting games on my Commodore 64 at the age of uh, three and a half. Wow. How you can say that you are younger? My guests are always young. Y young and dynamic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so you started with C64, oh, in the age of three. Yeah, well, I, I'm not, uh, I haven't been using it much, but uh, I have an older brother and uh, yeah, he showed me how to play some games. Cool. Commodore 64, and later I used it to um, uh, to try out some basic programs from the menu. Okay, so uh, which games you remember? Something? Uh, yes, I, I do remember some games. Um, I remember playing uh, Pit Stop, which is a racing game. Okay. Uh, I remember uh, Pharaoh's Curse, and uh, I remember. I think it's called Lady Tut, maybe. Lady Cut. No, I think it's uh, T U T. Tut. Tut, okay. Like, Don't yeah, Tut and Shamun. Ah, okay. Okay. But it was a game where you... Hmm? Pardon? Yeah, what was it? A game where you uh, have a top-down view and uh, can walk through doors and uh, shoot enemies to, to get to um, to the inside of a pyramid. Okay. And the curse of who? who? I, I think I remember this one. What was the name? Yeah, Pharaoh's Curse. Um, it was a side, not a side scrolling game. Um, you had one screen per, um, per task. Yeah, I remember this, I think. Yeah, task, yeah. And yeah. Okay. Nice memories. So, and then you started, started programming basic. Why? Um, because I had the manual and uh, we didn't, didn't have uh, another computer at the time. Um, so uh, I must have been in primary school, and uh, yeah, it was. Uh, I was interested in how computers work, and yeah, I started typing uh, the programs from the manual into the Commodore 64 and see uh, uh, to see what they would be doing. Okay, and and you you just wanted to do something with the computer, or what was the motivation? I mean, you had the games; you could just play. Good question. I honestly don't know. Um, I was just being curious uh, how such machines do uh, do work. Okay. Um, and yeah, um, at some point I tried to modify uh, the uh, programs to see uh, what they did. Okay. And what they what, what did they the program? So what was oh, your first program just... you wrote? <laughs> uh, the first program uh, probably something like uh, print uh, hello world and go to ten. <laughs> oh. Yeah, this is uh, exactly. Uh, no, in my case, it wasn't even this because I I just you know try to write something down and see what happens. But um, you learned this, or you just you know copied the code and and saw what happened. When I started with the Commodore sixty four, I only copied the code. Mm -hmm. um, I learned uh, programming coding uh, later in school with um, with uh, Pascal. No, no, I, I believe it. But uh, what, what interests me, so you, you saw the book. So you wanted to learn programming or you just you know, typed in the code and, 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 and wanted to find out what happens. So, I mean, what was the approach? It's more like systematic approach. So you read, you know, the book first or, you know, the text first and tried to understand what's going on and then tried out the examples or you saw the code and just typed in like, you no know, stack overflow, copy and paste and see what happens. I don't really remember, to be honest. Uh, How old were you was... then? How old were you? Uh, probably something like nine or ten years old. I don't okay, know. so then uh, you. I don't really remember. You are excused. 
no problem. <laughs> okay, so and then, uh, so it was it fun at least? Can you remember this? So you enjoyed that, or what, you were frustrated that it doesn't work? So what what was the? Uh, yes, I remember uh, modifying uh, some basic games, uh, so I could uh, yeah, cheat a little bit. Um, we played. Um, then you needed pick and pops, games. right? Mm, actually, no. Um, okay. We played one game which was called uh, Mafia Games, okay. and. Uh, you could just uh, press the run stop button, mm -hmm. uh, just or the break button, and uh, do a listing of the code and modify a few lines to get uh, like uh, more money in the game. Interesting. So, but so it means like the the game was shipped. Sh the, the game shipped with the source code. It was not binary, right? Yeah, it was not uh, written in assembly. It was written in basic. Oh, I never had such a game. So in my case, they were just in the binary games. And then I had to, to type in some pick and pokes in a in a program I forgot, and then you got endless lives. I certainly never learned how to use a pick and poke properly. I only knew a few commands, uh, but uh, I don't yeah. remember them now anymore. I also never never got the idea. It for me was like magic, you know, two two numbers, and you can achieve whatever. Like, okay, yeah. um, then so have you achieved anything you know on the on the, with the basic programming back then something working except you know jumping to line 10 um in terms of programming uh no um <laughs> i didn't do anything um at least uh, hello world or you know blinking font this is what i what i achieved i think or moving font moving was well, mm -hmm. i remember implementing a temperature converter and you had to use go to Indeed, it was basic, right? Because you had to set yeah. a variable, go to, then there was the, something was changed and you jump back and then you get, had the temperature in another variable. Okay. Um, nice. And then you learned basic, no, Pascal, you said, where? Uh, yeah, Pascal, uh, Pascal in uh, grammar school. Okay. It, uh, it had been some time since then uh, because um, we didn't have enough teachers uh, for us to teach uh, uh, informatics. Um, so I had to wait until uh, I think eleventh grade to to have um, uh, to have uh, IT in school. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we did uh, two things: um, Visual Basic for uh, applications in Excel, okay, and uh, Pascal. And what do you preferred? Um, I think Pascal, but uh, I really don't remember a lot from back then. Oh, but you were older, right? So this was like yes. 14, I think, right? Or uh, Probably. Um, maybe a little bit older. Um, probably 16. Okay. So so you were already an old hacker. So uh, with uh, <laughs> with Pascal. And um, okay. And, and you remember what you did with Pascal? It was probably two of Pascal, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I never got uh, really into it. Okay. I, I Actually, the one thing in Pascal which fascinated me was I was able to store binary Oh no, binary! I, I'm just just to store the state on disk. This was fascinating for me. That actually actually state uh, store the state of the software somewhere. And this was I don't know, even know what I stored. Uh, just an array, but that I can store it and read it. This is what I never got because in basic I thought somehow that I have to generate code and store it somewhere you know what i mean so for me it was not obvious how to store store state and this was frustrating because what i wanted ah, to I do see. to have to write a code and then you can store something and then the next day you can open it and it's there and with basic for me it was uh, no no idea how to do it so uh, my idea was that the 
program modifies itself somehow, so the next time there is you no know, the array or whatever I did. And in Pascal, the first thing I, I, I found was the idea that you can, I forgot how, but you can somehow easily save the stuff from the application to disk, to, uh, to floppy disk. Mm -hmm. But, um, I mean, we had internet back then, and uh, I was uh, reading a lot of tutorials for uh, Pascal. And How is this possible? You had C... Oh, this was later. This was not the C64. Yeah, it, it was, was much later. Okay, then, then it it's okay. the okay. Uh, early 2000s, yeah. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it was uh, Pascal uh, or Delphi, in that case, uh, which got me into programming. Uh, because at that time, uh, my friends and I were playing a browser game. Um uh, Perhaps you remember the brother games from the early 2000s? Uh, no, which? Uh, they were very uh, simple and basic. Most of them were written in PHP. And okay. uh, we, uh, we played a game which was called Galaxy Wars, um, which was just uh, uh, yeah, uh, a represent representation of planets, and you had a fleet on those planets, and it was mostly just text in a web browser. Mm -hmm. And uh, the idea of the game was to... Um, to send your fleet to, to another player's planet to raid it. And uh, one of the challenges was to find out where your enemy had planets uh, where you could uh, send your fleet to. And um, because I learned Pascal and um, Delphi later, I uh, tried to write a program which um, was going through all the possible galaxies and uh, universes, how they were called, to to find those planets, path the HTML page, and store the result into an Excel file. Oh. And with that at a hand, my uh, friends and I were um, very successful in this game because we knew all the locations of all the enemy players. And um, we could uh, later write uh, a, a small program, which uh, we would let run in the morning, uh, which would play the game for us. So uh, other players had to sit in front of their computer for, I don't know, like half an hour or even uh, a whole hour to, to send out their fleets because uh, it was very tedious and the server was very slow. And we just uh, had a program which we uh, could uh, feed with a CSV file and it would uh, do everything uh, for us and we could go to school in the meantime. And which, is, which is a benefit, okay? Yeah, absolutely. And um, but uh, getting this task done uh, really helped me to see um, uh, why I wanted to learn uh, programming, mm -hmm. because you could automate tasks uh, which uh, others couldn't. Yeah, what I didn't, so what I understood, there was a PHP game, but how you were able to store and load CSV because it was not your game, so you did it in browser or how you did it? Um, yeah, the uh, Delphi program uh, controlled. Uh, did it control a browser? No, I think I just uh, brought through, through the URLs. Uh, they were ah. um, they were built in almost like a um, restful state. Uh, so you had like slash uh, mm -hmm. galaxy number, slash universe number, slash uh, mm -hmm. planet number or something. And so I could just um, uh, load one page per second maybe mm -hmm. and uh, then uh, pass the contents of the downloaded web page. Uh, this is like a, a web crawler in Pascal. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was just crawling uh, a few thousand, ten thousand pages, and uh, saving the results of the uh, past uh, files to a CSV file. And, uh, and uh, what you also had to do is to inject the credentials or the session, right? Yeah, sure. Uh, but only had uh, to do it once uh, in our 
on a login endpoint and uh, I got a cookie back, which was valid for like, uh, I don't know, 30 minutes. Okay. But by then uh, the program was already finished. <laughs> and and uh, the Pascal had uh, support for cookies or you had to just to, to know to add the cookie to the, or, or you wrote your own no, HTTP it, communication or was it a library for it? No, there was an uh, library included. Okay. In Delphi. And I remember I had to, <laughs> in the, in the UI, I had to drag in an HTTP component into the form builder. Okay. And then you could double click, uh, it and, and write your code. Um, I did, that's cool. So you actually used the ball and Delphi, right? I think. Yeah, at some point, yes. Okay. So there was, oh, okay. I can imagine this. I never used Delphi, but I used the JBuilder in Java and this was similar UI. So there were like components you could drag in. So it was one HTTP component and, and it was, okay. So there was more visual programming or you coded a lot. So, um, I think most of the part was coding because, um, I remember writing all those, uh, loops, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, the parser itself. Um, and, and the, you wrote the parser or you use XML parser or I think, uh, because at the time I didn't know, uh, XML parsers and so I probably, uh, did it manually. But this is a great task to learn, right? Because everything Absolutely. is included. There was like four I mean, loops, timeouts, uh, injection of parameters and parsing. This is like brilliant. I mean, you had a goal in mind, um, yeah. and a result. And, uh, at the time, of course, with, with the age of 16, you, uh, you didn't care too much about clean code. Um, but you had a goal in mind, uh, and, um, yeah, I was, uh, trying, uh, trying out what, uh, we could do in, in Delphi, uh, until, uh, we got our results. I even, I even, I, I, I think back then there was even clean code because we were not very interested in over-engineering. You just wrote whatever works and then, yeah. you know, stopped, stopped, stopped coding. Um, at that age, I had no idea in uh, how to organize modules, uh, how to write clean yeah, sure. code, uh, how to inject or what even DI is. What I don't understand, why you were better in the games than the others? Because you played always the same thing the first hour and then you can explore more galaxies, right? So you automated the first path and then from that path, you, you moved around, found another galaxy or whatever you found and then... Uh, the game is not some, uh, was not so much about moving around. Um, I mean, it was just clicking through pages, uh, okay. through web pages and, uh, you could send your fleets, um, which automatically returned, by the way, um, to, um, uh, to always the same planet on the next day. And just by doing this, you would gather resources. Ah, okay. And uh, just by automating this, uh, repetitive task, uh, uh, which was very easy to do uh, every morning because uh, you, with, with our program, you you didn't have to do very much. Um, you had an advantage of uh, resources, and this alone uh, helped uh, so much that uh, we were easily the best uh, players in in the universe. Of, of course, it was cheating, and uh, at some point they implemented a uh, capture. Okay. Um, but if you just uh, reloaded the page, uh, the capture was uh, gone ninety percent of the time. So, so they noticed that that something is not not okay with your gaming. Uh, they noticed uh, not um, us in particular, mm -hmm. but uh, they um, noticed that uh, some players uh, got very good, um, and they blocked users who were uh, doing things too fast. Ah. Uh, so uh, yeah. So. Uh, uh, Program was uh, uh, was having built-in uh, pauses, mm -hmm. so it uh, didn't do things too fast. Uh, 
And, um, yeah, then they implemented those captures and, uh, they were, yeah, just easy to, to circumvent by just reloading the page. Um, why, why it was a problem for them? Because, I mean, did you have to pay for the game? Was it like ad, ads there or what's, you know, what was the story? Behind yeah, it, it was an ad based game. Okay. Um, uh, there was, uh, no such, such thing as freemium affairs today. Mm-hmm. So you, as far as I know, you couldn't pay for the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, uh, what we did was consider cheating using bots. Yeah, of course. And no, I just, uh, just curious. What, why is the problem? Because I mean, if you, if you're using bot, you don't have a fun playing. I mean, then you're just watching playing. So no. Um, okay. Exactly. Nice. For me. Yeah. For me, it was uh, just nothing uh, to learn uh, programming. Yeah. And, and, and after, after the bo- bots did something in the morning, you played in the evening or you just improved the bot? Well, I didn't. Improve um, uh, it a lot after that. Um, uh, some years later, I, I think I didn't play uh, the game at the time anymore. Um, okay. I, I was uh, finished with school and uh, yeah, I, we forgot about the game. And uh, I think a year later, though, they shut down anyway. Okay. And, and was it fun to play? I mean, I, just clicking pages and going, or is, was it, I mean, how to imagine that? So, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Back then, uh, in the early 2000s, it was um, almost state-of-the-art. Okay. Uh, there's still uh, one of those games around. I think it's called O-Game. Okay. And um, yes, it was it was fun for us. Uh, but uh, nowadays, of course, it uh, wouldn't be something special with all those uh, mobile games around. Okay. No, I don't know. Because Minecraft is also dated and s- still fun, right? I mean... That's true, yeah. That's an interesting story, actually. So, so what happens after that? So, uh, you are 16, and uh, you are the best in the world playing. What game? What was it? Galaxy? Galaxy? <laughs> uh, Galaxy Wars. Yeah. Galaxy Wars. Galaxy you will. You, you are the king of Galaxy Wars. What happened then? <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, uh, I had to go uh, to the German army uh, I, for 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 my service. And uh-huh. um, while while I was there, I discovered. Um, um, Which part of the army was it? Um, I was uh, a medic, actually, okay. uh, for the first three months. And after that, uh, I was in Hanover uh, at the um, in German, it's called Musikkorps. Uh, I think in English it would be, uh, uh, yeah, just orchestra. Okay. Maybe. So you played heavy, he- heavy metal at, uh, <laughs> at the army, right? Well, uh, we did have um, um, soldiers playing uh, guitar, uh, electric guitar, obviously, but uh, yeah, most of the time, of course, uh, marches uh, for for special events. How you achieved that? I mean, you 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 learned the an instrument in three months, or or uh, no? Uh, I've been playing the trombone uh, since uh, since I was ten. Okay, and uh, oh, that's that's trombone because. How you got the idea to play trombone? This is like a kid gets the idea, you know, I would like to play trombone tomorrow, or is it more like parents gently motivate you? Um, actually, uh, because of my best friend back then, um, okay. he started learning the trumpet, and uh, I think the interesting question is how did he get to learn yeah. the trumpet? Um, his uh, mother, when she was young, wanted to play the trumpet uh, in the in the uh, brass band of the church. But uh, when she was young, she wasn't allowed to play. Only men were allowed to play in the oh. in, in the church. And uh, so she asked her son what, was, if he wanted it, to what, learn. Was it in Germany? Yeah. Oh, I, I did. Maybe it was just uh, my hometown. I don't know. It it okay. uh, it's still very conservative. 
But um, she asked her son if he wanted to play uh, an instrument, and he said yes. And, uh, of course, as his uh, best friend, I noticed shortly after, and uh, I was offered to play the trombone. And, yeah, I stick with playing the trombone until today. Oh, and trombone is the larger trumpet, right? For me, just... Yeah, with a slide, uh, you can... Ah, okay, I know how it looks like. Okay, and... uh, and you can just play trombone or other instruments as well? I can uh, play similar instruments like the euphonium. Um, mm-hmm. You might also know it as a baritone horn. Okay. And uh, I can play uh, the tuba. And and very good one. And, and guitar and stuff like that? No, no interest? No, not at all. Uh, I tried to learn uh, the piano at some point, but uh, I gave it up after just one year. And, and is, I mean... Having is it fun to play trombone? Of course it is because you do it. But uh, is it like you are there like melody songs or what are you doing with it? As I have no idea. So really, so it's like well, I play uh, in our local church in our brass band in the church mm-hmm. and uh, also in an orchestra uh, near Hanover. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's uh, basically what I've been doing all my life long. Um, it's uh, even a bigger hobby than uh, coding today. Cool. Um, so I I would. I would even say I couldn't live without uh, playing uh, playing the trombone. Okay, and and how how good are you? So is is it like you know Jimi Hendrix of trombone somewhere, and you would like to achieve the same or what? Uh... Well, obviously I'm not a professional, but uh, it was enough to uh, to go to the uh, military orchestra. I I thought that the military orchestra is super professional. This was my impression. Like yes, they are. But uh, if you just doing your nine month service, uh, they also uh, accepted uh, hobby players, which were good enough. Okay. And uh, how good were you in comparison to the others? Uh, it's hard to compare. I think. Um, I think I'm uh, pretty good at playing electrophone, but uh, in the last uh, one and a half years, uh, um, I. Didn't practice a lot because of uh, the coronavirus. Ah, okay, and, uh, exactly. Yeah, I, I have to uh, get back into playing. I mean, it's basically just training your muscles. Okay, so if you have good uh, muscles, you are perfect, <laughs> perfect trombone player, right? <laughs> yeah, you you need uh, your muscles around your uh, lips, obviously. Ah, um, yeah. there was uh, the jazz trumpet players or trombone players. I, I don't even know. Yeah. They have. Uh, there was one player who looked almost like a frog. You know, he had. Uh, he, <laughs> He could bl- bl- blow up his how to call it his mouth. You know what I mean? He looked yeah, like a balloon. Who I was know, it? I know what you mean. Was it Benny Goodman? I have no idea. Okay, you know what I mean. This this was like it looked yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. Uh, absolutely. But uh, I think today it's uh, regarded of uh, of uh, wrong embouchure. Uh, so embouchure is uh, the um, technique how you put your instrument onto the mouth. Okay. And um, from what I know today, you wouldn't. Uh, learn it that way. Uh, you try <laughs> to avoid it, and a teacher would uh, would tell you not to to blow your uh, cheeks, okay. uh, to not put uh, air into your cheeks while playing. Okay, okay, this would I uh, immediately remember. So I saw it somewhere. Okay, yeah. that's interesting. And and uh, you enjoyed the army experience? Uh, yes. Uh, so it was uh, a good time, earning uh, a bit of money um, because I was. Uh, Basically, doing what I, I like best in my uh, free time, playing uh, playing my instrument. And um, at some point, a point I was uh, carrying the Arabic frescan. Uh, perhaps you have heard of it. It's uh, it's uh, like um, what is it? Oh my! How it's related to to trombone? Um, it's a uh, it's a person going next to the conductor uh, okay. when you're marching. Okay. And uh, you're holding 
like um how could i describe it a big s stuff perhaps and uh, like there a are a lot of uh, flags yeah there are not just flags there's also the eagle of germany and okay. uh, uh, some bells on it okay. and you're walking next to the conductor and it's uh yeah um you d it's not an instrument you don't actually play it uh but it's uh yeah just for visual representation of the army nice and this was like you were able to do it because it was like i don't know why you got it or why you wanted to 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 be the thing <laughs> uh because uh, we had an excess number of uh, trombone players ah, and uh, one okay. had to do it <laughs> okay so i was switching between uh, baritone horn and uh, the arabic uh, crescent and uh, could you could you practice the entire day at the army yeah absolutely uh we were expected to do uh, to do practice the entire day from i don't know like uh, 7 a.m. until 3 p.m. perhaps or 4 p.m. Mm -hmm. This is great. I mean so so, so you you could actually uh, you practice with your colleagues, right? So it was fun. Oh, oh. Yeah, we practiced in the uh, morning with uh, colleagues. Uh, so we had a rehearsal and uh, in the afternoon we had uh, yeah, uh, we, we practiced for ourselves. Yeah, this is actually super nice, I would say. This is like, you know, time well spent at the army, right? Absolutely. And you were just nine months, not 12. Uh, yeah, I've been there for just nine months. Uh, the first three months were actually... Um, the Grundausbildung, uh, right? So Grundausbildung, exactly. This is like... Uh, the, what is uh, it the, in English? I don't know. This Basic is like uh, the, the absolute foundation where I, I, I would say everyone is equal, right? So you had to do the same stuff everyone else <laughs> doing like, you know... Yeah, almost. Uh, I mean, I was uh, a medic at, uh, for the first three months. So uh, the basic training uh, differs uh, from what you're doing in the army. And every mu musician uh, will be a medic in the first three months. Okay. And uh, yeah, I was uh, somewhere deep down in Bavaria uh, for, for my basic training. Ah, Bavaria. Where, where, where are you in Bavaria? Because I was also in Bavaria in the army. Uh, it was called, I think I don't remember. Upper Bavaria uh, or is it in the near of Straubing, Regensburg or where was it? Roughly? It was near Straubing, um, Feldkirchen. Ah, Feldkirchen. Near okay. Straubing, yeah. Okay, then I know it. I think I did it, the driver license there, I guess. Ah, I see. Yeah, because uh, in in the army, there's a funny fact. If uh, sometimes I had to drive, you know, regular bus, not bus, like the um, Volkswagen van, uh, VW van, and for that you need a specific specific driver drive, driver license, which does not makes any sense. But I had to do this. Okay. Okay. So what happens after army? Uh, after army, I uh, did um, my uh, traineeship in my uh, still uh, current company. I'm still working in. Mm -hmm. um, which is uh, the finance informatic or finance IT in English. Um, and uh, we are the data center for the uh, sa German saving banks. Ah, okay. So uh, uh, the training ship was, uh, we, we say, a dual studium, uh, mm -hmm. which is uh, three months of uh, going to a university and uh, three months going to uh, uh, to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, that switches uh, back and forth. And you, you you always knew that you would like to do this because of your programming experience, or um, yes, it was uh, it was uh, it felt like a sane choice because I knew I was uh, doing a lot with computers, um, and uh, I could imagine uh, to to become uh, uh, IT professional uh, at the time. Uh, I didn't know when uh, when I applied uh, what I would be doing. Uh, so um, I was asked if I wanted to be a coder or a system engineer, a system integration. Um, and uh, I chose uh, coding. 
But what, what uh, is system integration? What do you will do as system integrator? Um, basically, everything which is not uh, coding. Yeah, what is <laughs> kind it? Of, uh, so um, at the moment, uh, I'm responsible for uh, delivering uh, Java versions and uh, IBM uh, Liberty profile uh, to, to our production or uh, ops uh, departments. Are you now and, a system integrator? Yeah. Ah, but you started uh, as Officially, coder. yes. Absolutely. Uh, my job title is system engineer. Okay. No, because uh, sometimes I see system integrator and I have no idea what it means. So what what, what a system integrator does? Is this like more like a manager or what, what, what is it? I think it's more like an uh, administrator. Okay. Like a DevOps right now, right? You could call yourself a DevOps. DevOps. Yeah, probably. Or, or okay. Uh, yeah. Um, <coughs> okay. So you started this because maybe this is also in the near of your hometown and uh, you wanted to code and it looked nice. So you started with the... Um, half working and half studying, which sounds yeah. like fun as well. Location was, uh, was a big plus, uh, which is uh, one of the reasons why I applied. The university is in Hamelin, okay. uh, which is nearby. Mm -hmm. uh, in Hanover, you might, I, I think you might know it. Um, How it's called? Hamelin or Hameln in German. Hameln, yeah, I know it. And uh, there was uh, the university. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the short distances were, were a big plus, uh, which is one of the reasons why I applied. And you learned what exactly there? Um, in English, it's called uh, business informatics, uh, but it's um, not common, at least not common in the U.S. You can uh, imagine as, uh, as, as a mix between uh, economic and economic sciences and IT. Which makes sense. So, uh, and, and and what what was the IT part? Is like Java or? Yeah, we had some basic training uh, with uh, C as well. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, most of the time we learned Java. I mean, it was a private university and the companies uh, sending the students in uh, had a word uh, with what we would be learning. Mm -hmm. And uh, Java was uh, yeah one of the uh, most requested uh, uh, programming, programming languages. Mm -hmm. which uh, which is, version? Uh, you remember? Uh, uh, probably Java 6, but wow. uh, I really don't remember. Java 6 is uh, uh, very new. so you're Yeah, it was from 2006 to 2009. So there were already annotations, every, everything in place. Uh, yeah, but uh, I rem remember I didn't use them at the time. So we had just had uh, the basics, uh, like what is an object, uh, uh, what is an instance. Okay. And uh, we didn't even touch Maven or similar things. Which could be actually a, a benefit because I saw some Maven project which I wouldn't like touch either so um okay what happens after the university or did did you program something interesting or something interesting java related happened at the university or uh actually no uh, as far as i can remember um so uh, i joined uh, a department uh, which were um, coding in assembly wow okay and uh, it was not x86 assembly it was um motorola uh, host assembly wow yeah, from ibm yeah uh, IBM 31-bit uh, host assembly, and yes, it's 31-bit, not 32-bit, uh, okay. <laughs> uh, because they reserved uh, uh, the one bit for 64-bit uh, compatibility. Uh, <laughs> I, <need to laughs> I need to redo that. They reserved uh, one bit for a compatibility, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah, but I only did this for I think one or two years, and then I joined another department, uh, which. Uh, 
deploys our uh, Linux um, uh, Linux OS to to serve us. Okay. So I thought you reserved the one one bit for the licensing, you know. So is it licensed or not? No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so you enjoyed the assembly because this was like complete different experience. So from business informatics to thirty one bit assembly is quite a jump, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it definitely helped to understand how uh, memory layouts work, uh, especially uh, when you uh, have to access a database. Uh, but uh, as soon as I got back to Java, uh, it uh, it just uh, stuck around in my mind uh, to to uh, see how Java would work internally. Mm -hmm. um, but I never touched uh, assembly again. I, I I thought you you were able you know, to program just the bytecode. No, this is what this is one of my jokes, early jokes uh, at the beginning. Everyone asked me you know, about IDEs, so this was like endless discussion about IDEs, which became boring for me. And in one company, ask me which IDE I'm using. I say nothing. I just write bytecode. It's much faster <laughs> because you know the comp compilation takes too long. And if you start with zero uh, x and coffee baby, then it's very easy. You know, you only remember in the first. And this is true. Coffee baby are the first two bytes. Yeah. And uh, or two words, not bytes, right? Eight. I don't. I don't even know what happened. Then they believed me. So I. So I expected that someone would make, would laugh or something. No, no. They said, "Okay, cool, interesting idea." And then I got a request via email whether I can help them. You know, a, a, a training or workshop for uh, for byte programming without IDE. And I had to explain that it was actually a joke, and they were no <laughs> not very happy about that. From assembly. So why you left the the department? Because uh, it was too boring, too hard, or you just were more interested in. Um, actually, in after my training, after my traineeship, they uh, didn't have um, a, a position okay. there. I could. Uh, but you enjoyed uh, the thirty-one bit. Mm, I was happy to uh, be back at client server. Uh, okay. You knew that this is yeah. somehow more. I don't know. Future proof or whatever. Yeah, I, I never got. Uh, uh, Got one with uh, uh, 3270 uh, terminals. Um, okay. I like the Linux uh, terminal much better. Oh, okay. So I switched to Linux department, and what we what you did there? I was in charge of um, of uh, creating a uh, Linux uh, laptop for our company. Okay. Um, but uh, shortly after, I uh, started with the work. Um, our Company, uh, two companies merged. Uh, uh, wait a sec. I, I imagine this was a ThinkPad. Uh, IBM. Actually, no. Uh, oh, not we, we didn't. We didn't use um, a specific brands. Uh, okay. So uh, I think uh, I was working with a uh, Fujitsu. Uh, okay. I, I was sure it was ThinkPad because you no know, IBM. Uh, you, you mentioned Open Liberty, and you mentioned the host. Those are properly ThinkPads, but I really liked the ThinkPads. I had several of them. Absolutely. Yeah. Great machines. So, so you created the company laptop. So, I mean, not the laptop rather than the operating system. So you were in charge of setting up everything with Linux, right? Uh, yeah. So um, it was still um, a POC, okay. a proof of concept, and uh, not many employees used it, but um, a few of the uh, ops department used it, and uh, they were very happy with it. Okay. And what happens then? So this was more like, you know, configure. This was like, for me, system integration. Absolutely. Uh, so so th this is the, the perfect definition Java. of system integration because, uh, yeah, this is you integrated a system with, uh, this is perfect. Okay, now I know what system integrated does. Um, very good. So, and, and then it, it was successful. What happened then? Uh, the department didn't have a position. Uh, okay. I had to uh, switch. Okay. I had to switch uh, the uh, department again and uh, two companies merged uh, 
One of the companies was uh, mine, obviously, and the other one was the data center for saving banks from uh, the southern part of Germany. Okay. And uh, I uh, got into uh, the monitoring department. This is interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then you learned Nagios. <laughs> I wish I had. Um, actually, uh, actually, we were using uh, BMC Petrol at the time. Okay. Oh, there was actually the, 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 there was a huge, uh, big uh, player, BMC Petrol, back then. But um, we switched to, to another product uh, uh, later, and uh, this is when I, uh, when I switched departments again. Because of position? Uh, no, actually, because I wanted to do, to do uh, something different. Um, uh, I switched to, to uh, this department I'm currently working in, which uh, back then was called Web and Application Servers. Okay. And... Uh, uh, most of the applications uh, for the German saving banks are written in Java. Okay. Uh, so I got in touch with uh, Java again, and uh, um, I helped my colleague to to deploy applications on uh, WebSolidity. Liberty. Web Liberty is actually great. So uh, I mean that, that you are using Web Liberty is uh, um, or open Web Liberty or Open Liberty. What are you using? Uh, Web Liberty. Okay. Uh, this is the, the same. Uh, it's just supported by IBM and um, this is astonishing because it is, is I think one of the fastest servers it starts fast it is very configurable it's a really great yep. great server so you never had the opportunity to 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 work with the real thing the web sphere right no uh, I had uh, a workshop with, uh, with a traditional web sphere yeah and uh, just when I joined this department uh, we were tearing down the last few instances instances of uh, TWAS. Yeah, I assume one workshop is not enough to boot the web sphere, no, the real thing. So, uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, I can confirm this. Yeah. yeah, very good. So, uh, so what you did with the Open Liberty? So, what's what's the job? So, I mean, we have uh, more than a few hundred applications. Uh, we deploy uh, every half a year for the saving banks. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, sometimes uh, a little more frequently than that, and. Um, because we have uh, multiple configurations for uh, different different saving banks, uh, we have to organize the workflow and configurations in uh, very specific ways. And um, my job is to um, to uh, write and support those workflows, so the actual ops department can do uh, everything easily and manage to deploy hundreds of applications uh, hundreds of times with uh, lots of different configurations. Yeah, uh, I think this is uh, supported by Open Liberty or Web Liberty pretty well, right? It's configurability and uh, where you can spin mm. up. Uh, they even support internal templates where you can predefine, you know, the entire configuration. Actually, we're using a free marker uh, to, ah. to create the server XML file. Yeah, yeah, yeah free marker, yeah, or velocity I used a lot. And... Um, mm -hmm. So you are generating basically the configuration, depending on. Yeah. And then you're starting the entire server with the application, like a microservice. Mm -hmm. And are you still using a shared deployments, or is it more one to one? Shared deployments means multiple wars on one Liberty. Uh, we only have uh, one application per Liberty server. Exactly. Um, and uh, when we had uh, traditional wars, we had multiple applications, obviously per. Uh, Per server, but uh, as soon as we switched to Westfield uh, Liberty, uh, we uh, we had in mind to only have one applications per one one application per uh, application server, which is excellent. JVM, JVM, which is excellent choice because yeah. now it is way easier to monitor and you know to to version and so. Are you Absolutely. happy with the setup? I mean, with the performance and everything, or 
What, what's your impression of the entire thing? Uh, I'm very happy with it. Um, I uh, do really like the uh, IBM Liber Liberty uh, server. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I think it was a good choice uh, to, to use it. Yeah, uh, the complaints are actually quite few. Uh, when you think of uh, that we are deploying hundreds of applications in hundreds of different configurations. So there are then 10,000 of applications actually, right? So if you have... I think we have about 50,000 uh, JVMs in production alone. 50,000? Mm-hmm. Those are like a small cloud. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, it's incredible. Most of them are not running in a cloud yet, but uh, of course we're working on that. No, but uh, for me, it sounds like a, a small cloud, right? 50, 50K? Is yes. A, yeah. In terms of uh, of uh, of number of JVMs, yes, this is uh, close to a small uh, cloud, but uh, on the end, we are a data center. So yeah, yeah um, sure. It's uh, their job to to have the applications running for for our customers. Have you looked at Quarkus? Because I mean, Open Liberty and Quarkus just neighbors. Uh, not yet, but uh, I think it would uh, be a decision of the uh, development departments. Uh, yeah, uh, not, not our decision to to make. Because if you use Quarkus, you know the entire configuration would change a bit because like the application mm -hmm. configures everything and you're just providing the external configuration. So interesting. I didn't knew that you were doing this interesting stuff. So um, I just found you on Twitter, and uh, you are Apache committer, right? Yeah, I'm Apache committer for Apache Maven and uh, uh, Apache Shiro. Apache Maven? I didn't knew that. Okay. What are you committed to Maven? Uh, I committed uh, a few um, bug fixes to the JLink plugin, as far as I remember. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm not very active uh, with Maven development. Uh, why JLink? Why you needed JLink? Well, um, at the time, um, I was trying to build a JavaFX application, okay. and uh, I just wanted to try out how JLink uh, works. And I had a use case, and uh, I thought, why not? Uh, why not uh, try to to make the JLink uh, plugin work? And uh, <laughs> when I wrote that application, <laughs> when I wrote that application, it was like in a uh, in a milestone state, so it, uh, we didn't have a final release, mm -hmm. and uh, Robert Scholte uh, asked uh, on the mailing list uh, if he wanted to do a multi-release uh, jar. Mm -hmm. And uh, I co committed, uh, 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 or I created a pull request with uh, that implementation. Yeah, perfect. So, and, and Robert is uh, also a nice guy. So I also had him yeah. on the on the podcast here. And uh, the funny thing is uh, he joined one of my Java E workshops. And what I frequently do is always Maven and Clean. And he always says, no, you don't have to clean. So I was, if he was in the room, I was uh, really cautious not to cleaning. So I always say just Maven packaged. And then, you know, and yeah. uh, the other conference, other day, I just used Maven clean package again. And he saw this somewhere, hey, you don't, you don't have to do this. But um, actually, I had to do this recently, but I forgot why. This was like uh, the tests were not cleaned up or something like this. So this was actually a use case for the cleaning. I, I actually wanted to write it down and send him a, a, a tweet, uh, but yeah, mm. uh, interesting. Yeah, it I, depends on yeah. it depends on the plugins you're using. If uh, they uh, do not work with existing files, uh, Maven verify or Maven package without clean would not work. Mm -hmm. I'm usually just using you know the Shufaria and the uh, fa Failfast and sometimes Quarkus. That's that's all. So I try to avoid plugins. Um, the JavaFX application was it for fun or for work? It was for fun. Just uh, a personal uh, project, uh, one of the side projects which uh, died after a few months. 
Okay. Um, interesting. And what was it? Can you, uh, pro- probably trombone note uh, note uh, recognizer, right? Uh, no, actually, um, uh, I, it was uh, a tool for creating sprites uh, for a Super Nintendo uh, game uh, called uh, Legend of Zelda. Okay. And uh, there's a, a great speedrun community uh, for randomizer. And uh, I found it interesting and tried to... Uh, Donate uh, to where you can uh, switch uh, one specific sprite. Yeah, cool. And uh, I just I just used this to um, to learn a little bit more about JavaFX, which is nice, right? JavaFX is super nice. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't uh, have uh, any special use case uh, to use it uh, right now at the moment. Yeah, yeah. And for me, my problem is the free time is somehow not existing yeah. anymore. And uh, but and JavaFX is the next problem is I will have to explain my clients, you know that. This is Java and this is okay, but one one use case would be one killer use case for your Java uh, for JavaFX is that you can actually uh, submit it to the stores. This is uh, to Apple and to Android. So that that's the, that's the really interesting part. And uh, other than that, I just using plain web components without any frameworks is what I'm doing. Uh, Apache Shiro also interesting. Um, mm-hmm. What are you committed there? Uh, well, I was uh, using Apache Shiro for uh, for a project at work. I needed to write a tool to store our CIs in a very specific uh, fashion. Mm-hmm. And um, we, of course, needed some kind of uh, authentication and uh, authorization setup. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, I looked at uh, various solutions and didn't find anything which was um, which was sufficient for our use case. And, uh, and a colleague uh, from another company uh uh, suggested that I should take a look at Apache Shiro. This was a few years ago, I think in 2017 or 18, probably. Okay. And uh, yeah, we implemented Apache Shiro for uh, for permission checking. Okay, because um, as Apache Shiro started, um, the company behind uh, asked me to help them with, uh, or they wanted to review some uh, some code, but I had absolutely no time back then. So I apologized several times. And then I lose track of of Shiro, and then came you with the Shiro, and said, so, "Okay, that's, that's interesting that you actually have something to do with Shiro." So, and why Shiro can deliver and Open Liberty couldn't? Um, I think uh, the uh, standards which are a part of Java EE uh, are working in a different way. So, um, I was taking a look probably at the Java EE security APR, mm-hmm. uh, API. The Java EE, and I. Um, the recent back one. then, no, probably seven. Um, okay. So uh, maybe it was uh, Jazz. Uh. Jazz, I know. Uh, but the recent one is very powerful. Java 7 was somehow limited. And now you said Jazz, right? Yeah. So Turned out, I, th- I think it doesn't really do what I want it to do. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's more like um, a container view of, uh, of uh, authorization um, or authentication. Uh, and the application doesn't know too much uh, about uh, the subject uh, in uh, in the uh, which is uh, using the application. And uh, applica- uh, Apache Shiro is very uh, application centered, so you have uh, all of the APIs in your application and all the implementations as well. And uh, you can uh, d- check uh, for for permissions dynamically uh, in your code. Um, either by annotations or via uh, 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 putting together some strings, permission strings. Um, you should talk to David Blevins mm-hmm. from uh, Tommy 
because uh, what uh, what he also did is uh, combined the Java EE, the recent security, with bin validation. So you can even you know validate the tokens with your old cust own custom code, which is yeah. I, I will have to look into that. Yeah, uh, actually, I became um, a PMC member uh, last year, so um, I'm okay. you now in control with uh, Brian Demers and Francois Papon of uh, of the project, and there are a few other uh, PMC members as well, like uh, John Baptiste Onofre and uh, and Leth Hazelwood, who is a founder of Apache Shiro. I think mm -hmm. Les asked me Probably. for the reviews back then. This is uh, my suspicion. He, back then. I think he's yeah. also the founder of uh, Stormpath. Um, yeah, that must have exactly. been the company who asked you. Uh -huh. Yeah, and the Stormpath uh, uses Shiro, I think, somehow. Um, I think I think uh, Stormpath is now path of uh, Okta, and uh, mm -hmm. I I'm not sure which products uh, which uh, were used at uh, Storm, Stormpath are uh, still Survived. using Apache <laughs> Shiro. But uh, I know that uh, Nexus is uh -huh. uh, using Shiro under the hood. Ah, nice. And, and and you are still active in Shiro, not only you know, managing, but you are also yeah. developing features. And is it hobby or still um, related to your work? In the beginning, it was a little bit related to work, but um, uh, I still do everything in my free time only. Um, so uh, in my limited free time, obviously. Uh, so I fixed a few bugs, which uh, I also would need uh, to to uh, have fixed at work. But uh, uh, I also uh, de developed new features just uh, for fun of coding, actually. So I really like the project and okay. uh, the idea behind it. And uh, yeah, it's just like a thing, Toby. If you like, uh, I could invite you back and just to talk exclusively about Shiro, about the next steps. I think this was the idea. <laughs> I mean, we talked about an hour and uh, not touching Apache Shiro. Uh, which is which is normal in my podcast because, you know, now you had the opportunity yeah. to introduce yourself. And uh, then, if you like, I can reinvite you back and just talk about the Shiro, you know. the uh, Yes, uh, I would love to. Perfect. So what we will do, so I will invite you back in a few weeks. So we'll s mm -hmm. schedule another meeting. And... Um, and then we can just talk about interesting features for Java, Java E developers, Shiro. So what Shiro can do and what Java E cannot do, for instance. This would be the yeah. great topics. Okay. Where people can find you on the internet? Uh, mostly on Twitter. Uh, my handle is uh, B Marvel, um, which is spelled B M A R W E W L. Mm -hmm. And um, well, I am on LinkedIn, but um, I have to quote Alistair here. Uh, I'm there only once in a blue moon. <laughs> Okay. So I basically can never look into LinkedIn. But yeah. yeah, I'm there as well. Perfect. So uh, thank you and see you in a few weeks. Uh, thank you very much for having me uh, on AirHacks.